bringing to light hidden revelations. Don't be deceived. Resource can be deceptive. When God told Moses, that stretch forth your road on a rock and water shall come out. Moses hit the rock. Water still came out. He got the resource, but God was displeased. So the fact that you are having resource does not mean God is pleased with you. Building faith through God's word. People say Christianity is all about ups and downs. It is never true. The Bible says we shall be the head and not the tail. So we don't go up and come down. Our life is not up and down. Our lives is up and up only. Impacting lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Say yes to the Lord. What have you been struggling by yourself? By strength shall no man prevail. If you allow the Holy Spirit, he will take you through. Welcome to Prophet Victor's podcast. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and brings you closer to God. Enjoy this message. Tonight, what I want to talk about, I have a title, Two Witness. Two Witness. And so, a man is a tripartite being. We are three in one. A man is three in one. A man is a spirit. First of all, you are a spirit. Everyone that is born again, you are a spirit. If one is not born again, first, he is flesh before soul and a spirit. But when you are born again, you are a spirit. So everyone that is born again is a spirit. First of all, your personality, who you are, is a spirit. Because the Bible says, God is spirit. So if our father is spirit, then we are spirit. So you are a spirit. Note this. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. You are not your body. You are a spirit. Your body is just a container that houses you. But you are a spirit. The one that lives on the inside is you. That is why when you die, you don't go to heaven with your body. You go to heaven with your spirit. That is you. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may mm-hmm. your whole spirit... First of all, spirit that comes first. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. May your whole spirit... So you are a spirit. This tells us the tripartite being of a believer. Your whole spirit, you are a spirit. Your soul and your body be preserved blameless. So when you go born again, it is you that got saved. That is your spirit. Your soul is being saved. So it's a process. That is why the Bible says, be transformed by renewing of your mind. So that is your soul. It is being renewed every day. Your body shall be saved. When Christ comes, the Bible says we shall receive a new body. That will be the salvation of our body. But now it is your spirit that is saved. You, that is in you, that is saved. You are in your body. The body is not you. The body is just a housing. 
that contains you. For example, when you buy a phone, the real phone is the motherboard. In the phone, if you remove the motherboard, any other thing is useless. The screen is useless. Mm -hmm. The house is useless. It is the motherboard that gives display to the screen and makes the speaker work. And everything around it makes it work. Your computer or your laptop can work. It is the motherboard that makes it work. Without the motherboard, any other thing is useless. And so your spirit is make the body useful. That's why when your spirit departs, they throw the body away. Because when the spirit departs, the eyes cannot see, the nose cannot smell, the tongue cannot taste, the hand cannot move, the legs cannot move. Every other thing becomes useless. The tongue becomes useless. The mouth becomes useless. So the real you is the spirit on the inside of you. That is why your outward appearance should not determine your life, but the inward should determine your life. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The Bible says, The word of God is quick, living, and powerful. He said, Divided, ascended, the soul, and the spirit, and the marrows. Those marrows are in our body. The bones, the joints, that very thing in the bones. These are the thing called marrow. So it also refers to our body. It also refers to our body, the soul and the spirit. So the Bible makes it clear that a man is a spirit or uh, he has a soul and he lives in a body. It tells us the tripartite being of a man. Even Godhead is in threefold. The spirit. The spirit side is the Holy Ghost. The bodily form of God is Jesus because he came in a bodily form, in a human form. So God in the flesh is Jesus. God in the spirit is the Holy Ghost. And God himself is the brain behind everything. So even in a Godhead, God has divided himself into three. The spirit of God, the flesh of God, which is Jesus and God himself bring behind all these things. And so we have to know this and be conscious of this, that you are not your flesh, you are a spirit. You are not your mind, you are a spirit. You are a spirit. I'm still talking about the two witness. Romans chapter 8, 1 to 16. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, Mm-hmm. who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. He said, there's therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And so when you are born again, I've told you that you are a spirit. And there's no condemnation for you. But any time that you start feeling yourself being condemned is when you are walking in the flesh. Any time that one begins to walk in the flesh, the flesh will always condemn you. But if you walk in the spirit, you will not be condemned because God is not condemning you. God does not condemn that he who is born again, he who is in Christ, you are not condemned. It doesn't matter your weakness. It doesn't matter your fault and your flaws. God does not condemn you because you are in Christ. He does not see you. He sees Christ. 
Christ becomes a lens in which God sees you through. So if God sees you through Christ, he sees Christ, not you. So he doesn't see your fault. He sees Christ's perfection. He doesn't see your sins. He sees Christ's righteousness. He doesn't see your weakness. He sees Christ's strength. Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life is in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Wow. So when you receive Christ, the Bible said the law of the spirit in Christ has made me free. What is the law of the spirit? The law is the law of love. The love has made us free. Wow. The love has made us free. This law, that's what Jesus said. A new commandment I have given unto you. Not the old one. Not the ten commandments that don't, 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 don't. The new commandment I have given unto you. That you love. That you love. The law of love has made us free from the law of condemnation. The law of love. The law of the spirit is the law of love. That is why in Romans chapter 5, verse, I think, uh, 3, he says that the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. The love of God has shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says, He, God is love, and he that is not of love is not of God. We are children of love. The love has set us free from domination. So anytime that devil accuses you that because you stole or you told a lie or you fornicated, God is angry with you. The Holy Ghost said, don't mind Satan because God loves you more than what you did. The love of God has covered your sin. Anytime that the devil reminds you of God's anger towards you, Holy Ghost reminds you of God's love towards you. Hallelujah. God's love is unconditional. 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 Agape means unconditional. Either God's love towards us does not base on our performance. It based on Christ's performance. Hallelujah. Based on what Christ did. How God commanded his love towards us. That in that world we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. So if Christ died for you whilst you are still a sinner, do you think he will change his mind? He has invested so much in you to let you go waste. Hallelujah. God has invested so much in you to let you go waste. Imagine you are going to a village and you are going to bring a lady who cannot speak English, doesn't have any education, cannot write, and you bring her to town and you train her, you take her to school. She studied, now she becomes fluent in English and now he has become a big doctor or a lawyer. And one day you go to work and you come back and you see that, oh, my wife refused to cook for me, or my wife has taken my money, so I'm sending her back to do this. No, you can't do that. Why? Because you have invested so much in you. God has invested so much in you. He picked you in sin. He picked you where, I mean, you have been dumb in the kingdom of darkness. That's where he picked you, and he has invested love in you. He has invested Holy Ghost in you. He has invested his blood on you. You have become so precious. The Bible said we have been bought with the price. The price of the blood of Jesus. He will not let you go with. It doesn't matter what you do. He will not let you go with. 
It doesn't matter your flaws. It doesn't matter your sins. The songwriter says that when our sin is greater, his love is greater. And his love becomes greater. When our sin is great, his love becomes greater. What a love. Beloved, don't condemn yourself because God is not condemning you. I want to share something on the love of God. Let me not deviate from my message. I love preaching love. I love preaching grace. This is the topic I love, that people who are being condemned, that, oh, because of this, because of that, that is why, you remember last time, there was this lady that came to me. She's not giving birth. She has married for 10 years, no child. So she came to me, and as I began praying for her, the Holy Ghost ministered to me, that she's still holding on to a guilt of the past. So I asked the Holy Spirit, what guilt is she holding on to? And the Holy Ghost said to me that this lady did abortion in the past. And so the devil is still reminding her that because of the abortion she did, that's why she's not giving birth. And so I asked her, this is what the Lord is saying to me. She said, yes, I did abortion, blah, 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 blah. And I feel because of what I did, I wasted babies. And I said, you know what? God still loves you. God, God's love towards you is not based on your performance. Even though you have done abortion, but God can give you another baby. God can give you another baby. He's not looking at what you did. Because what you did was not you. It was the devil in you that did that. But the Holy Ghost in you would never cause you to do abortion. It was the flesh. It was the devil in you. And so I prayed for her. And she went to the house. The next month she called me and she said, Man of God, I have conceived. Now she has a baby. God is not condemning you. Child of God, he's not condemning you. It doesn't matter your loss. It doesn't matter your weakness. He's not condemning you. You might be staying with someone who is not married to you properly. Yet God is not condemning you. God understands. He understands. The Bible says we have a high priest who understands our weakness. The Bible says he was tempted on every side. My brother, the lady that when you see them, your eyes are telling you go and do something. Jesus was also tempted that way. The Bible says he was tempted every side yet without sin. So he knows how it feels that a man, I mean, sometimes you feel that you want to do something and there's something you are not ready to pay for it and you still want to do it. God understands. He understands. He understands. Sometimes there are some situations and some circumstances that makes you compromise. Yes, God understands. I'm not saying you should remain in it, but when you fall, what I am saying is that don't condemn yourself because you did it, because God is not condemning you. Oh, yeah. Verse 3, for what the law could not do is in that it was weak with the flesh. God did by sending mm -hmm. his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of mm -hmm. sin. He condemned sin mm -hmm. in the flesh. Verse 4, that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, mm -hmm. the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded mm -hmm. is life mm -hmm. and peace. Wow. He said those who walk according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who walk in the spirit set wow. their mind on the things of the spirit. Wow. Things of the spirit. You are not flesh. That is what sets your mind on the things of the spirit. Not on the things. Those who walk. Those who walk. 
those who walk. That is why Paul said, if you are in the spirit, let us therefore walk in the spirit. If we are in it, then let's walk in it. Where are we in the spirit and we have decided to walk in the flesh? Many Christians have a dual life. They are spirit, but they are walking in the flesh. Those who walk in the flesh, the other verses say they do mind of the things of the flesh. They do mind them. That is why when somebody comes to tell you, you are this, then you are angry. You are angry and so mad at the person. You are minding the things of the flesh. Somebody comes to tell you, you are stupid and you are angry. You are minding the things of the flesh. I am not stupid. I am spirit being. I have the mind of Christ. I am wise. Oh, yes. So I do not mind the things of the flesh. Hallelujah. Verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject mm-hmm. to the law of God. The carnal mind is enmity to God. It is not subject to the law of God. It is not subject to the word of God. It cannot agree the word of God. It cannot agree the word of God. It does not agree with the word of God. It does not agree with what Christ has done for us. It does not agree the prophecy that has been spoken over your life. If you are walking carnally, your prophetic word cannot come into fulfillment because your flesh does not agree that God will bless you yet you don't have money in your account. It does not agree. It does not agree. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. If you are in the flesh, the Bible says you cannot please God. Wow. Those who are in the flesh, it doesn't matter how many times you pray, you cannot please God. It doesn't matter how seed you have sown, the bigger it is, you cannot please God. It doesn't matter how early you wake up to go to church and clean up the church for people to come and serve. If you are walking in the flesh, you cannot please God. You can be a pastor. You can prophesy. You can preach and lay hands on people. But if you are in the flesh, all the things you are doing cannot please God. Why can't it please God? Because God is spirit. So he doesn't see. He doesn't relate to us on the carnal basis. He relates to us in the spirit. He relates to us in the spirit. So if you are walking carnally, you can't please God. No matter how powerful you are, you cannot please God. You can be a worshiper. You can be a prophet. You can be an evangelist. You can be a, an usher. can be pouring water on the pastor's hand. You can be even the Jesus friend. But if you are not working in the spirit, you can't please God. Pleasing God is not going to church early. Pleasing God is not about praying every day. Pleasing God is not about serving in church. Pleasing God is not about standing on the altar and preaching the word of God. Pleasing God is walking in the spirit. Verse 10. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Wow. Now, how do I walk in the spirit? The Bible says, but you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. I said earlier that if you are born again, then you are a spirit being. And so therefore, you are in the spirit. Wow. If you are born again, you are in the spirit. And so, therefore, you are walking, you are in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Mm-hmm. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, 
he is not his own and if christ so is now, not in you if you do god. not have the spirit of god you are not his but thank god all of us have the spirit of god hallelujah we all have the holy yeah. ghost we all have the holy ghost inside of us so we belong to christ because we have the spirit of god in us thank god the holy ghost does not leave us oh yes like the old testament books that the spirit comes and departs the bible says and the spirit of god departed from Saul the holy ghost does not depart from us he does not depart he is with us he is with us he has come to live with us he is in us he is with us all the days of our lives yeah and the Christ is in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give your life to your mortal bodies through his spirit wow. who dwells in you see now if the spirit of god that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you if the holy ghost dwells in you he will quicken your mortal body he will give life to your mortal body in other words any time that you feel weaker Holy Ghost will quicken your body. Any time you don't feel like praying, Holy Ghost will quicken your mother's body. Any time that your body feels weary, your body feels weaker, the power of the Holy Ghost will take charge of your body because it dwells. If the Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the Spirit could raise Christ from the dead. Someone who has died for three days, the Holy Ghost, who raised him from the dead. How much more you, he will quicken you. He will quicken your finances. He will quicken your prayer life. He will quicken you. He will quicken you. He will quicken your mortal body. He will quicken if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. If Holy Ghost dwells in you and he dwells in you, he will quicken you. He would give life. He would give life. He would give life. He would give life. Holy Ghost is a life giver. He's a life giver. He's a life giver. More falava. Holy Ghost is a life giver. He said he would give life to your mortal body. The body called Pratim Shahataya. Verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. We are debtors not to the flesh. To live according to the flesh. We, we don't owe the flesh anything. We don't owe the flesh. Brethren, we don't owe the flesh. The flesh is telling you this. Tell flesh, I don't owe you anything. We are debted not to the flesh, but to the spirit. We are debted to the spirit. We don't owe the flesh anything. Today we wake up and your flesh is telling you, the leg is paining me. Tell the flesh, I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you anything. I am indebted to the spirit. That is why each and every day you have to feed your spirit because you are indebted to your spirit. You owe the spirit investment. You have to invest into your spirit, not into your body. My papa, papa, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. Hiya. But if you put to death the deed of the flesh, you shall live. Put death to the deed of the flesh, the things that the flesh demands from you. 
put to death, it is you to put, not God. Mm-hmm. Last time I saw someone say to, oh God, prevent me from sinning. I told the person, <laughs> God will watch you go and sin nicely and you come out being guilty. God do not stop people from sinning. It is you. It is you to put the body. Oh God, I'm praying. Let me stop this thing. No, it is a discipline thing. You have to discipline. It's a put to death. Put you, you put, you put. Oh God, I don't know why. Anytime I sit down and I'm talking to God, I don't know why. By the time I realize I'm gossiping, it is you. You have to keep that mouth shut. Put to death. That's what the Bible says. We are not dead to the flesh. So put to death the deeds of the flesh and you will live. Many of you, your mouth has put you into situations. Your body or your flesh has put you into situations. It is your duty to mortify the body because you are not dead to the body. You are a spirit being. Your body is just a house. It's just a container. If you are living in the house, the house does not detect to you what you should do. You detect what to do in that room or in that house. That is why you do not have to allow your body to tell you what to do. Oh, today I feel like doing this. I feel like having sex. I feel like doing this. I feel like doing that. No, tell the body no. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. He said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. It doesn't mean if you are not led by the Spirit of God, you are not a son. We have a baby in Christ and a mature son. If you are born again, you are a child of God. But those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the mature sons of God. The children who are of age, these are the people who are being led by the Spirit of God. The passion blessing that those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Ghost are the mature sons of God. Those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Ghost, these are the sons of God. When we say impulses, what is impulses? The impulse means that you have not planned you are going out and you have not planned to buy a shirt. But as you saw the shirt, the shirt looks very nice. And so you decide to buy. That is impulse buying. You didn't plan to buy, but you saw it and you just liked it and you bought it. So when he says that those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Ghost, in other words, those who Holy Ghost can interrupt in their privacy, can interfere their plans. They plan to go to this place and the Holy Ghost says, don't go, sit in the house and pray. They are moved by the impulses of the Holy Ghost. These are the sons. You are moved by the impulses. You plan to go to see a friend and Holy Ghost said, don't go to see a friend. Go to the church and go and pray. They are moved by the impulses of the Holy Ghost. He said, these are the children of God. They are sons, the mature sons of God. How many times can Holy Ghost interfere in your plans. God tells you to praise. Oh God, today I said I'm going to visit the friend. I don't want to disappoint him. But you are ready to disappoint God. You are ready <laughs> to disappoint God to go and see a friend because you don't want to disappoint your friend. You see your life. God is watching you. 
Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, mm-hmm. and the spirit against the flesh. Mm-hmm. And these are contrary mm-hmm. to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Wow. You see, the flesh is always fighting the spirit. So that is why there are some things you want to do and you are not able to do because the flesh will always fight the spirit. It will fight the activities of the spirit. It will fight you from praying. It will fight you from fasting. It will fight you from going to church. It will fight you from waking up to pray and study your Bible. If you are in the presence of God, the flesh will tell you we are tired. You leave and go and find something and eat. The flesh will always fight the spirit. That is why you are not able to do the things you want to do. You are not able to do them. Because the flesh and the spirit are always at war. They are fighting. Our battle as believers is not killing witches and wizards. The number one enemy is our flesh. Not the curses of our ancestors. Not that old woman in your house that you think she is a witch. Our number one enemy is our flesh. We are spirit. We are living in a spirit. We have a soul is in a body. I'm not deviated. I'm still talking about the two witnesses. All right. Deuteronomy 1915. One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or sin that he commits. But the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. The mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. I want you to underline, if the Bible is yours and you did not borrow, underline the mark of two or three witnesses, a matter is established. Matthew chapter 18, verse 16. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Underline the word, the mark of two or three witnesses, every matter is established. When two people agree, it is established. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. This is the third mm-hmm. time that I'll be coming to visit you. Remember this. Mm-hmm. There must be two or three people. There's certainly that another person has done something wrong. Two or three mm-hmm. people must agree what has happened. So two or three people must agree. In other words, the matter of two or three witnesses, a matter is established. Underline the same way, two or three witnesses. The matter is established. I'm laying a foundation and I'm going to build on it right now. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 19. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except mm-hmm. from two or three witnesses. Wow. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except two or three witnesses. Underline two or three witnesses. Let me come back to my message. I'm talking about two witnesses. And from the beginning, I told you that a man, he has a soul and he lives in a body. Now, the spirit and the body is a separate way. The middle man is the soul, which is our mind. So whatever that happens, whatever that comes in us, every information that we receive, whether in the spirit or in the flesh, it first connects to the mind before it transcends to the other part. So before one feels sick, first of all, the mind tells you that you are sick. Please listen to me. So now, when the mind tells you that you are sick, 
when the body gives a signal to the mind that you are sick and the mind agrees with the body, it is established. That sickness is established. The mark of two or three witnesses. So the mind agrees with the body. So the mind and the body become two witnesses. And so whatever it is, whatever that sickness is, it is established because two has agreed over one. When you check your account and there's no money in the account, the account tells you you are broke. Now, the body gives signal to the mind. If the mind agrees, it is established you are broke. Now, when you feel pain in your body and the body gives a signal to the mind, the spirit tells you, you are not sick. The Bible said by his stripes we were healed. So when the spirit agrees with the mind that you are not sick, by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. Now the sickness disappears because two or three witnesses. That is why you always have to fight to believe what the Bible is saying. Let your spirit always agree with your mind. Let your spirit always agree with your mind. When your flesh gives a signal to your mind, listen to what the word of God is saying. Listen to your spirit, what your spirit is saying. Never allow the mind to agree with the flesh. Whatever the flesh will tell you, when your mind agrees, it is established. It is two witness. It's established. That is what the Bible says. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Don't agree with what the flesh is telling you. Let agree with what your spirit is telling you. Establish the truth. Establish the witness with the mind and the spirit. The mind and the spirit. At the mark of two or three witnesses, every matter is established. Now, everything that your spirit agrees with your soul, it is established. And everything that your body agrees with your spirit or your soul, it is established. Whatever your body agrees with your soul or your, your mind, it is established. And whatever your spirit agrees with your soul or your mind, it is established. It is established. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 6. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So the stronghold that we are talking about, it's not a witchcraft in your family. The stronghold is in your mind. Your mind, your mind here. Casting down imagination and with every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing any captivity into the obedience of Christ when your obedience is fulfilled. So God is fighting a battle for us. God will bring every captivity into the obedience of Christ when we, we, our obedience is fulfilled. So now, this is how it works. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The Bible said that by his strife, we were healed. So now, when a sickness comes, the sickness has exalted itself against the knowledge of God that you were healed. 
The Bible said that now God will bring every disobedient into captivity when our obedience is fulfilled. Where is our obedience? Our obedience that when we submit to the will of God that says that you are healed, now when you believe that you are healed, now God brings the sickness into captivity because sickness has disobeyed and has exalted itself against your knowledge. So now, when you submit yourself to the obedience of Christ by believing what God has said concerning your health, now God fights for you by bringing the sickness into captivity. Now, when you check your account, then it feels dry. You don't have money. Now, the account has exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Why? Because God said, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The Bible said, we have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. So anytime it happens that way, you submit to the will of God that says that you have everything that pertains to life and godliness. You submit yourself to the will of God that says that all things are yours. Then when you submit, now God brings captivity into that thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I am telling you, until you begin to think rich, or you begin to think as a blessed person, you can never be blessed, no matter how a seed you sow. You have to position your mind in a way to think. The Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You don't become your thought. You are your thought as you think you are. As you think you are. The lion is not the fastest animal. Cheetah is the fastest animal. The lion is not a biggest animal. Elephant is the biggest animal. The lion is not the strongest animal. Hippopotamus is the strongest animal. But a lion thinks he is. A lion thinks he is. That is why when he is attacking, it doesn't matter how strong that animal is. He goes and attacks. Why? Because he thinks that he is strong. As a man thinking, as you think, so you are. So you are. Never think broke. Never think sick. Even if you are sick, tell yourself, I am healed. Even if you are sick, tell yourself, I am healed. Tell yourself, I am healed. Tell yourself, when everything is not well with you, your account is broke. You check your account. There's no money. There's no job. You wake up and dance. So I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. You feel broke. You begin to sing, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. shall come to my rising. I am favored and blessed. What I do is a prosper. And everything I touch shall be blessed. Never feel less of yourself. Some of you, you are always looking for people to affirm you. And so when somebody tells you, oh, you are beautiful. Oh, really? Oh, really? You see, you have to know. I'm not looking for anybody to tell me that I'm a deeper preacher. I'm not looking for anyone to tell me that I'm handsome. 
I know that I am handsome. I am blessed. I'm not looking for somebody to tell me, oh, today you look nice. When I get and I look in the mirror, I say, oh boy, today you look handsome. Today you look gorgeous. Today you look handsome. I mean, I tell myself, I'm not looking for people to affirm me. Before you tell me, I already know. The reason why when they tell you you are beautiful, you fall. You fall to the standard you can't even stand. It's because you don't believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. God did not call you for people to believe in you. God called you to believe in yourself because God believes in you. Never agree what people are telling you. Believe what the Bible is saying concerning your life. Believe it. The Bible said the lines are falling onto us in pleasant places. We have a good behavior. We have a good behavior. Come on. Don't believe that you are a failure. Begin to submit yourself to the knowledge of God. Submit yourself when your obedience is fulfilled. So submit. Your obedience is to believe the word of God. Believe it. Believe it. The Bible said, let no man in Zion say that I am sick. And so the moment you say I am sick, you have submitted yourself to your flesh. And so you are sick. You become sick. The Bible said, let no man in Zion say that I am sick. You said, I don't force it. Oh, I don't force it. And your leg is paining you. He said, I don't force it. I remember last time when I was breaking my fast, I knew I was not supposed to take orange. But I was in a place where there's a lot of orange. So with disobedience, I took orange. I took a lot. When I came home, my stomach was paining. It was aching me to the extent that I could not walk. I kept telling myself, I don't force it. I don't force it. Even if it is my mistake, I don't force it. I can't get ulcer. I don't have it. In the name of Jesus, I don't force it. I don't force it. I kept telling myself, and it gets more crazier. I said, oh, I don't force it. I don't force it. When it gets worse, then I said, I don't force it. Then now, it got to a time I could not talk proper. But my last breath, I shouted, I don't force it. I don't force it. Then I lay down for a couple minutes. I wake up. I don't know where that pain disappeared from. It is gone. Come on. Don't confess negative. No matter how crucial the thing is, no matter how critical it has become, never, ever, ever agree to the negative report. Never. Never. When you go to the office and they fire you, you come home. You are dancing. You are jubilating. You are jumping. So God, I thank you. I know they sacked me because you have a better job for me. I thank you. Stop complaining. Two witness. They take you out of your heart. So God, thank you. For there's a better apartment waiting for me. Oh, glory. In the name of Jesus. When that guy leaves you, tell, oh, 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 thank God a better man is coming. Oh, a good man is coming. In the name of Jesus. A goodly man. A handsome man. Never agree with the flesh, what it tells you. Agree with the spirit. Agree with the spirit. Where two or three witnesses, a matter is established. Remember, where two or three witnesses, a matter is established. Don't witness with your flesh. Always agree with your soul. Agree with your spirit. And you begin to have results. You begin to see your life progressing. You begin to see increase. Yeah, I know the situation is worse, but 
believe. Keep the positive conversion. Believe what God is saying. Believe the report of God. And your life will begin to turn around. You begin to see results. You begin to see increase. You begin to see changes. Hallelujah. We are going to pray. We are going to tell Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. That quicken me. Quicken my words. In the name of Jesus. The Bible said in Philemon chapter 1 verses that the communication of our faith will be effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ. Every good thing, not every bad thing. The communication of our faith will be effectual by acknowledging every good thing in us, in Christ. That which is not in Christ cannot be in you. It cannot. One of you, you are going to speak into your life. You are going to declare. You are going to agree with your spirit and prophesy over your life. Prophesy over your finances. Prophesy over your children. Prophesy over your husband. Prophesy over your wife. Prophesy over your girlfriend. Prophesy over your boyfriend. Prophesy over your relationship. Prophesy over your business. Prophesy over your workplace. Prophesy over your boss. Prophesy over everything around you and speak to them and tell it hear the word of God. You are working, you are prospering, you are doing well in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and begin to pray somebody. If you are listening to me and you are not born again, you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you died and rose up again. From today, I accept you as a savior and the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed this prayer, you are born again, you're a child of God, your name is in the book of life, join any Bible-based church and keep God first place, your life will never be the same again. We'd also like to walk with you through this new journey of salvation. You can reach us through our email at prophetvictorcoffee at gmail.com. It is written in the description box below or inbox us on any of our social media platforms and our team will follow up on you. So find us on YouTube at The Voice of Revival Kabasha, on Instagram at The Voice underscore of Revival and on Facebook at The Voice of Revival. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've been blessed. If you have, kindly share it with somebody. Help us spread the gospel of Christ. Don't just eat. Plant the word in somebody else's life. Hit share. Hit subscribe. Follow us on podcast too. Thank you for being connected to this ministry. May you bear much fruit. God bless you.